Hello and welcome to Cherry's Red Army. It's Cherry's in Focus, episode 21. I have Aaron, Steve and Matt with me. So thank you to our YouTube followers and our podcast followers as well. Because last night at Selhurst Park, Bournemouth picked up our 13th point in six games. And this early form, this latest form, it feels like the old Bournemouth is back. Now, subscribe to the channel because in the last couple of videos, we've grown by over 20 new subscribers. We are 12 away from 1900. Thank you so much for all your continued support. Let's go again. Can we get to 1900 between now and the next episode? Also hit the like button between now and kickoff at Old Trafford because it helps this video grow. If you're watching this back on replay, do use the comments and we are interactive and live. So let's say hello to you guys in the chat in a moment. Where are you? watching us from and lots of conversations please in the chat let's go around the room Aaron Kay fresh from his trip to London how you doing mate good night eh yeah it was a great night um loved it couldn't really see much um awful view as usual getting there and back was a nightmare obviously I live in North London so train strike a mixture of cabs tubes points failures conspiring to get us home after midnight even though I don't I live about 15 miles away so um but yeah, it was a great night, all worth it. And uh, and we roll on and just loving it at the moment, just loving everything about it. And uh, we'll obviously go into to more detail, but yeah, just, just really enjoying stuff at the moment. Good to have you here, Aaron. And we go over to Steve Hensman, who was also at Selhurst Park last night. Probably should have stayed there because he's a quarter of his way <laughs> to Manchester in a few days' time. Steve, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good. Aaron, I'd just like to point out there was no points failures as far as we were concerned, mate. We got all Very three. True. Very true. <laughs> what a night it was. Um, yeah, been a busy week, actually. So it's come United before games in a week, I'll have done. But um, yeah, all worth it when you're getting results like that last night. It was really, really good performance. Yeah, two great results, two different performances, Matt. Good to see you as well. Good conversations, a good moment to be a Bournemouth fan right now. Yeah, it really is. Um, just really enjoying it again. For obviously, I didn't go; I wasn't able to go last night, but I went on Sunday, um, and I don't think I've enjoyed a football match so much that we haven't won. Um, even conceding the goal so late, um, normally that would leave you really, you know, you're bitterly disappointed um, and uh, you know, you're really distraught. But it just didn't at the end of Sunday. I came out of the stadium with a big smile on my face because. We're enjoying watching this this style of football, aren't we? And the players on the field. So it's just, I think I said it on Sunday, it's, it's just a joy to watch at the moment. And we had to show a different side of us last night. We'll obviously talk about that in more detail. So it's a different kind of display last night. But what, what a great result. And we're flying at the moment. Massive respect to those fans that went to the game last night. And massive respect to you guys who joined me on the watch along. It was a really great experience, a good game to watch. Chris Hubble is joining us live right now on YouTube. Sammy Nell, hope you're doing well. Callum Davies, hope you're doing well. Thank you for your comment on last night's video. We've got Rob Toy cooking, cooking on gas. Mark Cole, hope you're doing well. We've got A Thedon 14, Iriola Ball, more of that to come. Ben, very active in the interactive chat last night. Hope you're doing very well. Thank you again for joining us. Cameron Meach, Mark Singleton. Our plays YouTube also joined us last night. Thank you very much, Sean Woodland. Good to see you in the North Stand last Saturday. Nick Osborne, also great to have you with us from East Yorkshire. 
and Steve Connor. Thank you for your comment in the watch along video as well. We're going to break down. I say break down. We're going to summarize where we're at right now over the last two games between the last episode and this episode. But interestingly, guys, and I'll throw it in the chat now and we'll come back to it in about 10 minutes time. Marcos Sanessi did score a header, his first goal of the season. But when was the last time, chat, that a defender scored for AFC Bournemouth in the Premier League? No cheating, no going into Google, but just have a think about that for 10 minutes. Who was the last player before Marcus Sanessi, last defender to score in the Premier League for AFC Bournemouth? Let's then <coughs> summarise where we're at right now. Excuse last me. Saturday at Dean Court, it was an impressive Display from Bournemouth, 2-2, really took the game to Aston Villa, took the lead, equalised. We were pinned back, but then we took the lead again. And then later on, Watkins had a fantastic header for them. It was a great, great performance from us. At the start of the day, we probably would have taken a draw. But when you get that close in the 90th minute, you are disappointed that you don't take all three points. A good point on the board. Kept the form and performances going, though. And last night, as we know, fresh in the minds, we headed off to London to take on a flaky Crystal Palace. I said on the watch along that there was a massive opportunity to get at the Eagles. And we did. We played a different type of style. We got attackers in good positions. The passing at times wasn't crisp, but we did a job. That's what it was for me, Matt, last night. It was a job well done. We'll break down the lineups and the changes that Andoni made in both games. Villa was very much on home turf. Let's go for it. Last night, a job well done. Yeah, very professional performance. What what uh, what pleased me about it was I thought we as we grew into the game, I thought Palace started the game fairly lively, had a couple of opportunities, but uh, we we grew into the game, and uh, I think first half our attacking threat was always there. Uh, we obviously got the goal and it was a, it was a really accomplished display first half we had a couple of other good moments really good chances but second half inevitably we were going to have to dig deep um to preserve that clean sheet and to to win the football match so for me second half was a classic uh, away performance in terms of how organized we were off the ball uh, the work rate how hard we worked um to to keep palace out i thought it, it was a masterclass in in defending to be honest in the center half positions with Zabani and Sanessi, um, Smithy as well. I thought the back four, including Neto, who looked assured as well, looked, looked rock solid, really. You couldn't really... There weren't too many times where you felt we were going to be breached and that Palace were going to break us down. We, we were that resolute. And uh, Cook and Christie in the middle then started to do the dirty work, didn't they? They were, they were tracking their men. The, the energy was still there. They were, they were, they were breaking up play. Uh, if I had one criticism, it would probably be second half. It would probably be our cohesion in the in the final third. So when we did have an opportunity to attack, it was it was sort of breaking down all too often in our in uh, in Palace's half, and we, we weren't able to retain possession nearly enough as maybe we should have done second half. But I think Iriola recognised that, and, and the changes that he made were inspired, weren't they? Bringing on Billing and and uh, and Kiefer Moore from from the bench and, and taking Solanke off, it just gave Palace something else to think about it. And when you one nil up that that late on. Um, and you're defending that lead, it just gives you that outlet, doesn't it, with Kiefer Moore? He offers you something totally different, and it just paid dividends almost straight away to wrap up the points. So, all in all, I thought it was a, a really accomplished, professional and assured away performance from us. Um, and we, as I said earlier, we showed another side to us. It, it wasn't just about expansive forward play with 
you know, streaming forward at pace and power and getting bodies into the box. We had to show a different side to our game, particularly second half. And I thought we did that. We did that brilliantly. Um, and it was a fully deserved three points in the end. Really, really impressive performance and, and just as pleasing as, uh, as other wins and other performances recently in, in a different way. So, Steve, I've been thinking about you lately in a good way, nice. in a good way, because a few episodes ago, early on in Cherries in Focus, you were talking about us playing well in pockets. You could see the potential was there. But was we doing the good stuff well enough? And I think we are doing the basics very well at the moment and some. And you must be very impressed with the partnerships that's being built at centre-back, the partnerships that's being built in front of them in centre midfield. And everything seems to be clicking because this type of performance, this type of vision, this type of identity needs everyone, including those players coming off the bench, to buy in because it just gets picked off otherwise. And I think we look really, really good at the moment. Yeah, I need to talk about those partnerships. And the, I was kind of referring, when we were speaking about that, I was kind of referring to sort of like the old days when we sort of had the, you know, the uh, Daniels and Pugh and Richie and Frano sort of things. And you were kind of... I was kind of thinking along those lines where the you know the, the fullbacks and the and the and the wingers that we brought in. Um, lo and behold, the, the partnership that seems to be bearing massive fruit, and I think is really propelling the team at the moment, is the middle of the park with Cook and Christie. I think that partnership, and nobody really saw this. I mean, I did mention it a little while ago um, about Christie possibly dropping in there. I didn't say I, I was an advocate for it, but I thought. He's got a hell of an engine on him, like we all know, and he will run all day for you. Um, and Cook seems to be a man possessed as well of late. And I think those two in the middle of the park really are, the, you know, we say things like, you know, the, the, the engine room of the team. And they, it is almost like that. They're the heartbeat. And they've they, and them being as, um, I don't know, sort of just... Out, I don't know what I, I can't. They're just full of energy, and they're just everywhere. And they, everyone seems to be sort of being pulled along by that. Um, we've got Sonesi and Zabani back together, which I've of late has looked as good as it looked at the beginning of the season. It went off the rails a little bit when we went through our dodgy patch, sort of Everton around that sort of get that sort of area. And then he sort of let Zabani uh, sort of uh, Sonesi got dropped, and, uh, and now he's come back in and he sort of grabbed that position again and he looks as short, as short as ever he was brilliant last night and he's been spraying put long passes around starting off attacks Christie, I mean I can't say enough about him he's a revelation I mean I I thought he'd be able to do a job there but I don't I didn't see how good he could have been and a lot of the little analysis that he did on match of the day last night because he's 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 also picking up passes his vision I, I didn't realize how good it was and, and when you've got the, as many attacking players as we've got, and he's picking out these passes, that that ball he played across the box in the first half. I mean, who sees that? Goes he, that's that's literally threading through the eye of a needle. That I mean, it comes through about seven, six or seven players, and picks out picks out his man. I mean, it's great to watch. I mean, mm. not only that, he can pick the ball up and he runs, drives. Lewis Cook's doing that. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just. Um, it's really galvanising the team. It's really got the momentum going. And we're just keeping those points ticking along. And last night wasn't brilliant. Out of the games we've seen lately, I probably would have said it's one of our not-so-good performances. But like Matt's just said, it was workmanlike. And it had to be at times. And But, you, you know, these guys, have they've played a lot of football of late. It's not going to be, you know, 
Iriola ball at its top level every time. There's going to be mucky games where we're going to have to dig deep and grind out result. We had to do that last night, but even so, we restricted them to pretty much nothing. I think Neto made the saves he needed to make. And uh, yeah, we were well-deserved winners last night. Yeah, Green, it can't be Iriola ball every game because there's three games in a week and you have to manage that, Aaron. But just focusing on those partnerships at centre-back and in midfield, I said last night in the review of the watch-along that I think Sabani and Sanessi complement each other very well. Sanessi's ball-playing game at the moment is, is massive and right up there. Sabani's played every single minute in the Premier League for us and he was quality last night, made a few crucial blocks and he's showing his strength. He is going to go on some massive things. And, and Cook and Christie feel like, I feel like, Aaron, they need each other. I said Cook needed someone alongside him. I thought it was Rothwell and it happened to be Ryan Christie. And funnily enough now, Aaron, Ryan Christie's our top assist maker for all those comments I've made and some other people have made recently. Yeah, I mean, I echo what Steve said. I mean, Christie is just, I think the one a few of us said last night, it's, it's ridiculous how good he is technically as well. And he's a workhorse, his energy, but his technical ability in, in, in tight spaces and wriggling in and out of players is just ridiculous and he's actually added some strength to his game as well I mean I've said it before if he adds serious numbers um in the goals and assist department he's not going to stay with us for very long because that's all that's lacking from his game um in all honesty because he's got everything else um he's you know yeah I thought he was outstanding last night him and Zabani for me were were two probable standouts so there were quite a few other shouts as well I thought actually Lewis Cook last night for him, because he set such ridiculously high standards recently, was probably a slightly off his off his game. He was still winning a lot of his physical battles, his one-on-one duels, his headers. It was, was great, but just a bit more sloppy with the ball than he normally is and not driving as far forward as he normally does. But, you know, I think some they've played to such a high standard recently, but like Semenyo probably weren't as effective as they've been, but we're going off how good they've been in, in recent games. Um, I, think, I think you touched on a good point, uh, Kirk, that, Iraola ball isn't probably suited to three games a week. Um, and luckily, we don't have many of those in the Premier League. We got um, one and a couple more in December, obviously, the Christmas period. But then, you know, it's it's kind of a, bit, a nice break in January. Then it's mostly week games. I think that will definitely suit us because we did look leggy last night. I think it was, you know, whereas I said Sunday was scintillating, last night was solid. And uh, as Steve said, it wasn't a great performance. Second half, especially. I think first half, I thought we were really good and we, we deserved to be at least one up, if not more. Second half, it, we weren't sitting back, but it felt like that a bit. And we were kind of inviting them and, and we just looked leggy. We just looked tired because we put so much into that Villa game um, and probably so much into that first half that we were kind of sitting back. But much as I was kind of nervous and saying to everyone around me, oh, every time Elise gets the ball or a free kick, this could be trouble, this could be trouble. And kind of felt, oh, it might be coming. Looking back, Neto didn't have a save to make. So kind of worrying for nothing, really, because the defence was so good. And Adam Smith, I, 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 you know, goodness me. I mean, we were, I was quite worried when Aarons was out um, because he's been so dynamic for us. But Adam Smith has suddenly got, he's rolled back 10 years the way he's playing at the moment. And he's he's outstanding. And Kirkes was excellent last night against one of the most trickiest wingers in the, in the, in the league. Um, you know, my only worry is we know that Aarons and Kelly are out to the new year at least. So we cannot afford for Smith and Kirkus to get injuries. They're going to have to play every minute of every game if they can. Um, and that's going to be difficult in December of all months. But for now, they're both playing out. And defensively, we were superb. We got proper defenders, what I call those two centre-backs. There's no, you know, 
um, in the past, we've had some nice ball playing centre backs and not always physical. The, these are proper centre backs. You know, you've got Ukrainian and Argentinian grit and, and determination there and take no prisoners. And that's a block from Zabani. Um, I'm, I, it might have been offside, but it wasn't given. But that block from Zabani in the first half was 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 match defining because that was just unbelievable defending. So, uh, so yeah, it was really satisfying last night. I think, as Matt said, I came away from the Villa game, the really good field, the fact of just thinking that was just unbelievably enjoyable. And, and the football we played and gutted, we, we conceded a last-minute goal. But, but whereas last night was satisfying in a completely different sort of way. Shut out, yeah. weren't great. We still won pretty comfortably. And, and you know, I just people's expectations have gone through the roof the last few games. And we'll talk about Old Trafford coming up. And the way we're playing at the moment, the confidence in the, in the team, kind of a loss will feel really disappointing. But look, they're going to be peaks and troughs. They're going to be ups and downs. But we're going in the right direction. Um, and as my T-shirt said, we are flying high. We are flying high. And I do find, Matt, that it's really refreshing now that even when we're in that delicate moment, when you're trying to hold on to a 1-0 at Crystal Palace or on the road, I don't see defenders coming on. If defenders are coming on, it's because it's like for like when Kerkes went off at the weekend against Aston Villa because of cramp. What Iriola is doing is refreshing the team with like-for-like changes that still gives you that flexibility that we can get billing in positive areas, Tavernier in positive areas. And I love that. So, yes, we weren't gung-ho as we have been in previous weeks, but we still had 11 players effectively playing the same dynamic way for 90 minutes. And we've still got an opportunity to go and get that second goal. I'm finding that really refreshing. I played to Andoni Iriola. We're really seeing you know, everything that was seen by the club to bring him in. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got strength in depth, haven't we, in those areas? And uh, rightly so. I mean, we have we have been active in the in the market um, the last couple of windows. We have we have spent a, a fair bit of money. We've still got four, three or four key players missing, um, which says it all, really. But when you look at the, the options we've got now, particularly from an attacking perspective, um, we've got some real strength in depth and some real quality. Um, and, and what I like, as you rightly pointed out, Kirk, is the fact that Iriola's not frightened to um, to, to utilise that and uh, he doesn't panic at 1-0 away at Crystal Palace and, and retreat uh, into our shells and, and bring on a bring on, bring on on a mephem to try and shore it up. Uh, and then it's tin hats on and backs to the wall for the last 20, 25 minutes trying to see it out, which inevitably we never used to do very well. It's never been something that we're particularly good at, even under Eddie Howe, really. Um you know our uh, our main strength is uh, you know attack is the best form of defence for us and the the style of football that Iriola plays and what he wants to implement he recognises that and he sticks to his guns doesn't he and he he's he's bit he's bold and he's brave and he and he makes those changes and um, and what a difference they made you know when he when he bought Billin and, and and more on it just it just completely freshened us up and gave Crystal Palace suddenly something something. Uh, to think about something very, very different to think about again. So it, it pushed them back and, it, and it, it worked a treat. So it is a, it is a joy to watch in all aspects. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, just, just really enjoying life as a Bournemouth fan at the moment because the last couple, you know, Gary O'Neill did a job, did a job and he kept us up. And, you know, myself, I was a little bit disappointed. I felt he deserved a chance to continue that job. But when you, um, when you learned about Iriola and the, the direction that we were going to go in, um, I was start. I started to buy into it, and I could. I could understand the process and the thinking behind it. It just needed patience, Kirk, didn't it? Really, um, we we needed to stick with it. You could see what the idea was, what the plan was, what the philosophy was, the identity. It just. Um, it just needed time to bed in and for the players to get on board. Like we've all said before, and we're we're now we're now reaping the benefits of that. 
Um, and, and for me, I mean, I, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, you had pundits all over the country saying, oh, it's three from four to go down, isn't it? It's, it's the promoted three in Bournemouth. I'm, I'm looking at the top half now. What are we, three points from 10th? The sky's the limit for us. I, I feel in the next few years, we really could evolve to, to become a European team. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? I, I think I think we have with the players that we've got to come back in, with the manager that we've now got in place and the backing that we've got in place from, from the owners and the board, as long as we see that progression off the field, mirror what's happening on the pitch, why not? Why can't we push for Europe? Certainly this season, I think the ambition should be to finish um, t- top of the bottom half at, 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 uh, at worst, really. I think I don't see any reason why not. I don't see many teams in that bottom half that are any better than us, really. A full many better than us. Forest, Crystal Palace. Um, who else we got in there? You, you, you can reel them off. Chelsea. I look at Man United Saturday at the moment. Um, I'm looking at their 11 against our 11. I'm thinking, oh, I, I fancy this. Are they that much better than us, man for man? 11 against 11. Play a similar formation. I fancy us. I fancy us to go there and cause them problems. So why not? For me, the sky's the limit. You look at what Brighton have achieved, Brentford have achieved. They've only achieved that by um, positive mindset, positive thinking and ambition. Um, and, and I think that's the way forward for us now to, to grow as a club on and off the field and to keep this to keep this impetus and this momentum going now. Steve, Callum Davies says, Iriola has got the connection with the fans, which hasn't really happened with any manager since Eddie Howe. That goes a long way. And Steve, I'm probably going to get copyrighted with what I'm going to do next. And if it happens, it happens. Because you were there at Selhurst Park. And I've been seeing the last few weeks for myself that the players don't look confused. They look like they know what they're doing. And last night, it looked like they're playing for Andoni Iriola. Things you love to see. I have watched that about a thousand times today, Steve, and I absolutely, absolutely love it. We have to reiterate that Andoni Iriola has got one fitness coach, the only guy that's joined him from his time in Spain. The rest of the squad and the staff are the staff and squad that was here last year, apart from the players that we've signed in the summer transfer window. I think he's doing a fantastic job. Give him a few more tools. And like Matt says, you know, we could go to real, some real special places. Yeah, I think we were, to say we were a little bit dubious, although quite excited as well at the same time at the thought of having, you know, a, a foreign manager, which we've never done before. And this whole exciting process when he came in. And the thing with with Eddie, and I think Ben's just pointed this out as well, you know, he had the, he had the affiliation that we've had with him for donkey's years. You know, he's part of the club for, you know, since he was a lad. So everybody loved Eddie without him even really having to do much. But Iriola's had to earn this and it's been really tough for him. Um, he's had to do it with, like we say, we, we've been over this many times, but he's had nobody with him. Um, he's, he's in a completely new environment, but he's kept plugging away with his ethos, with his, you know, with his style of play that he's trying to implement on a new bunch of players. Some of them are new to the club completely. And, I think it's Tavernier came out the other day and he's in a little interview and they said, you know, what sort of changed the fortunes? And he said, well, we, we weren't really doing what Iriola was wanting us to do. And now we're starting to get it and we're starting to do what he's asking us and things are starting to click. And I think those scenes that you see 
last night, they're sort of they're probably a lot of frustration, but relief in those celebrations with each other. Sort of frustration that 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 well, you know, they've had the frustration where they couldn't get it right for weeks and weeks and weeks, and now it's finally just you know started to click in the last few games. We're starting to see us dominating games out, you know, out shooting the likes of Villa and Newcastle, and you know, have it the best you know, third best form in the league. You know, some of the stats that are floating around at the moment are ridiculous. And I and I think, well, hats off to you all. Hats off to him. Hats off to the players because you stuck at it. There was a lot of people, rightly or wrongly, sort of having a bit of a dig. Even some of us were getting a little bit worried at some point, thinking, Jesus, he's got to, be, got to change fortunes at some point. And they've kept going. They've kept going the same style. Some of the positions have been swapped around. I think, Chris, you know, like we said before, Christy dropping in with, with Cookie has really helped matters. And things are just starting to click, and you, you know, long may it continue because I've had I've had the week of my life, to be fair, and hopefully it carries on at United. But what you know, I'm just saying to Aaron off air beforehand. What, how long ago was it when we were at Everton and we saw one of the most dire performances we'd seen for a long, long time, um, and we thought this just isn't working, and you know, and then we get the bad luck at Wolves or the, with the Wolves game, not at Wolves at the Wolves game, and and we think, oh, this. Now, I feel sorry for him. He might get he might get the boot. We don't want him to get the boot, but you know what the Premier League like, you know, and managers if they don't pick up points quickly enough. But the, the owners are stuck by him. Most of the fan base is stuck by him. I think the players are stuck by him, most importantly. And you know, we're just reaping the benefits now. And I think that was just an outpouring last night of come on, lads, I sort of told you this, you know, this is gonna happen for us sooner or later. And it's and I think they're starting to you know, they, as they should rightly do, believe in what his process is because we can all see it. We could see it developing. It was just needing that sort of little kickstart to get going. We've had that. And, and, and I can just see us getting better and better, to be honest, because I don't think it's anywhere near the finished article. That's the thing. I think there's still improvement. And Donny will say this, you know, we'll say, look at the guys on the weekend against Villa when they came off. You know, we were happy with the performance and the fact that we got 2-2 two, two against fourth. They were they were bugged. They were pissed off. They didn't want to concede like that. They, they they want to eradicate those little those little errors. They want to turn those those late goals into seeing that game out and getting three points. They're professionals. That's what they want. That's what they're aiming to do. Um, you know, um, I, I, you know, I'm absolutely over the moon for him because I just I just love the fact that he's he's proved people wrong, and, and we start with this process. Just and, just a quick huh? just. A a quick point as well, lads. And I, there's no bigger advocate of Gary O'Neill than me because I think he's an honest bloke. I rate him as a coach, and I'm sure he'll go on to have a good career in the game. And he he, he did us a, he did us a solid last season. He did us a right favour. He kept us up, and he did it. He did a great job. And I was a great admirer of Gary O'Neill. I love I like the bloke, but it is the sign of a quality manager. Right? Does does Gary O'Neill and even Scott Parker? Does Gary O'Neill put Ryan Christie in at number eight? Does it? Does no. he see that? Does he see that? And this is the difference between a top top quality manager and with all due respect a manager like Gary O'Neill that is still learning his trade and is maybe not at the same level as maybe Iriola will be does does Gary O'Neill or AN other manager Jonathan Woodgate Scott Parker you does he does he see that in Ryan Christie and does he does he get the best out of him in, in that regard and and and, and uh, make decisions and changes like Iriola's because you have to give Iriola right. credit for what we're what we're getting from Ryan Christie right now, don't you? And who else does that? Any does any other managers? Get Woodgate put Billing in a four position. 
Well, it's interesting, Aaron. It's <laughs> yeah. very, very interesting. Okay. It's very, very interesting, Aaron, because what I am seeing with Andoni Iriola is a brave manager. You know, Matt spoke about it on a few episodes ago about when we got that win against Burnley and Newcastle. What do you do now? Do, do you stick with a winning side or do you switch it up? And, and what Iriola's done in the main is stuck with the, the core 11 that's been getting the results early on in this form. But what he has done is just made the subtle change he did it last night with Sinistera had a few cameos okay I'll take Tavernier out who in my opinion is undroppable in this team but I I said okay well let's see what Sinistera does from the start because it's okay coming off the bench when the game's open and you've got that skill and opportunity to get shots away what you're going to do when it's level and it's nil nil early on 10 minutes at Selhurst Park had a brilliant game I thought he linked up well with Kirkes. he's had Cliver in here Philip Billing's got credit in the bank. We wouldn't be here today without Philip Billing scoring goals and assists in the championship and scoring seven goals last season to help keep us up. But Clivert's taking his chance, Aaron. These players are taking their opportunity. Andoni's going, here you go. Want your chance? Take it. You stay in the side. I love that. Over 38 games, everyone will get their fair share. People are probably looking at David Brooks going, when's he going to get a chance? He will get a chance. It will happen. It might be more difficult for David Brooks because of the style of player he is. But I'm loving at the moment that Andoni sticking with what's doing us well with a few tweaks here and there. Yeah, Eddie got his success by playing a pretty consistent team. He had his favourites. He had his players he could trust. Um, and, you know, lim there were limited opportunities for some of the other players. And I think Iriola, everyone knows, you know, he was chopping and changing. It was this one and that one and it, it, whether it was midfield or the forward line was constantly changing and any team has, has a consistent lineup and consistent 11 learns to play together knows you know the ins and outs of where they're going to play and what they're going to do so I think for me the masterstroke not that he's the best player at the moment but I think the the, the, the change of dynamic has come with Clive playing at number 10 for me um, because as I said, he hasn't been man of the match in any of the games, but he's been consistently good. And as I said, against uh, Sheffield United, an absolute menace. And he brings a different dynamic to what Billing can bring. Um, and whether you're playing Clive or Sinistera in that role, they do things which um, Phil Bill won't do. He won't. He hasn't got the pace. He hasn't. He won't press. He won't buzz around. He's not that menace. He doesn't get as close to Dom does. And what Cliver, that position has done is brings an extra dynamism because you've got Dom holding the ball up and doing all the work he does brilliantly. Then you've literally got three players behind him, whether it be Tavernier, Semenyo, Cliver, or Sinistera. So three of those four really at the moment. And Dango obviously um, has got the ability as well to play on either side or in the middle. So all three of them, all four of them, all five of those, those guys, and Brooks to some degree as well, can play on the right, in the middle, or on the left. Um, and they can be interchangeable and they've all got that same dynamic. So you, you can't just pick one up because you've got to, then you're going to miss the other two and you can't pick two up, you're going to miss the other one. So for me, that the whole dynamic has changed along with obviously Christie then because of that dropping back. So Christie dropping back and, and Clive picking up that number 10 mantle has, for me has changed the whole dynamic of the game. Um, I don't know, look, I don't know what the other, what you all think about um, Phil Bill and, and Heather will crucify me for this, but um look at the end of the day he got an assist last night and it was it was a very clever assist and that's kind of the sort of thing that phil bill maybe only phil bill can do kind of see it it looks like a blind pass rather than shoot he clipped a beautiful pass beautiful cross to keep Moore put on the plate for him and he did that brilliantly but i don't know what steve or matt felt but before that when he came on the dynamic did change he was and this is his manner we've said it time and time again 
that he wasn't like busting a gut around the pitch, running around like a maniac like Clivert was or Sinistera was. He gave away a ball a couple of times. He just looks a bit languid. Um, and it's just, just a different dynamic. And he's not that sort of player. And I get that. And he's got different skill sets to to the others. And as as you said, Kirk, we wouldn't be where we are without him. And he's still got a huge amount of... And he can do things which the others can't do. So, But I just think the dynamic that Iriola wants at the moment, the way we're playing at the moment, doesn't suit him as well as it does the others. And I think we, we lack something when when he's on that pitch instead of a Cliver or a Sinistera, I think. And that's just that's just my opinion. Others feel free to completely disagree. I'm not saying for one minute Phil doesn't deserve to be in the team, but I just think it's working better without him at the moment. And it's no coincidence for me that the, this good run really has taken off with that new dynamic in the team. Steve, do you have any doubts about Philip Billings' mentality if he is sat on the bench for three, four, five more games. He come off the bench, got a good assist last night. I thought he struggled in the Aston Villa game when we were trying to get over the line. I mean, I've really bought into Phil Billing in the last three seasons. I think he's been fantastic for us. But currently, in my head, and currently in Andoni Ariola's team sheet, he's not in the starting eleven. No. Um, it's a bit of an enigma, Phil, isn't he? And, I, I, and he does... It's, it's difficult to work out what's going through his head sometimes. Sometimes he gets involved with stuff online and stuff. And and there's been times where I don't want, you know, I, he's, he's had a bit of a sulk now and again. And I know what people will say. And I, and I was one of these people because I always used to look at Phil Billing and just think, doesn't do enough. He doesn't bust a gut for me. But it's just he's a sort of victim of his own style, really. And I think that's the problem. And not, I think... For me, it was always like, well, it doesn't instill a lot of sort of, you know, when you've got Ryan Christie buzzing around and it's sort of like, well, it's lead by example. And you look at Phil and I'm not getting at him for this, but you look at him in comparison, which one are you going to, you know, which one are you going to sort of follow? You're going to follow someone like Ryan Christie because yeah, that's lead by example. Whereas Phil just cruises around, but he's deceptively good at getting pickets, picking pucks at space, uh, making assists, seeing a pass. I mean, as Aaron's already said, that pass last night, I, that is so underrated. It's such a good pass. I mean, it is almost blind. It's behind him. He digs it out across the goal, and it's perfect for Kiefer Moore, who, who, by the way, is being marked by someone who's in front of him. So he gets it absolutely spot on, and that's the quality that Phil has. He can strike a ball from distance. We know that. We've seen it at Forest. These, it's, he's a completely different in his style, and I just don't know... I, I think Andoni, I'm with you, Aaron. I think Andoni prefers the busy little players who want to buzz around and, and, and really look like they're closing people down very, very quickly, putting the press into effect, high up the pitch very quickly and, and trying to win the ball back as quickly as we can. That was his ethos at Balacano. Win the ball back up as high as you can, get you know, get create opportunities. And like I say, I don't think it's Phil's fault. I, I agree with everybody. He's going to have a part to play because I think, like the, the other players are, they're all going to have... Last night, it wasn't the greatest of performances in comparison to the previous couple of games, but I think the levels that they're being asked to play at, you just cannot keep churning that out game after mm. game. You physically can't do it. I noticed somebody said in the chat a minute ago, fitness is going to play a massive part. Okay. And and these... Yeah, Steve Connor said it there. You... As much as Christie, and I think he's like the third proclaimer, he will, you know, <laughs> run 500 miles. Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> what's going to but he, he can't keep running forever. So we'll have to, yeah, 
he'll have to he'll have to drop out at some point, and then we're going to have to call on the likes of Rothwell, and hopefully Scott will be back. I mean, I've been racking my brains at the moment because we say about not changing the team. Alex Scott was amazing when he came in. We thought this lad looked mustard. How he still he gets in the side, Steve, when he's fit. But who for? I, 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 th- I, I think, think he plays. I think he plays ahead. I think he plays ahead. Yeah, which creates an, an even bigger problem for Philip. So, really. so then we've got Clive yeah. and Billing out of the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but wow. for me, Alex Scott, Alex Scott What's plays. Smart club. What's going on? <laughs> and um, I am wondering if Steve has been sitting on that joke for weeks, or whether he's no, I, I found, been creative. I, I came up with it today. I must admit. He's been creative and come up with it today. And absolutely what Steve Connor said in the chat, you can't get these fitness levels playing Hibernian in pre-season and not every player is built like Ryan Christie. Matt, this falls lovely with how we're moving around this stream at the moment to talk to you about this guy. And I do want to quickly get respect in for him. If I can find the comment from someone in the chat, I think it's Callum Davies, who you all know quite well, I think. Um, he's talking about Kiefer Moore, right? Kiefer Moore's come under a bit of stick. I think, this season. I think he lost a lot of confidence last season. I'm not going to have people tell me that Kiefer Moore can't score goals because he did score goals because we also wouldn't be here without Kiefer Moore. And I know you had doubts about him back in January, whenever it was, 21. But I want a bit of respect here because it's been tough for Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore might not be in a Bournemouth shirt for two, three seasons, but he's come off the bench yesterday and I totally got it. Out of possession, Defending set pieces late on is definitely valuable to us. But actually, if we get going forward, there may be a chance. It was the only chance we had in the second half, actually, Matt. And Kiefer Moore took it. I'm absolutely buzzing for Kiefer Moore. I want a little bit more respect for him. I know he's missed chances in recent times, but I'm made up for him, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, I think everybody knows my uh, my views on Kiefer Moore. I got up. The utmost respect for Kiefer Moore. Obviously, he, he paid back his transfer fee within a, a couple of months of joining us, didn't he? So it was job done for in that respect. But more than that, he, he has proved that he can uh, score goals at this level it, when, when called upon. We, we all know what Kiefer Moore's limitations are. And he's not going to always suit the way that Andoni Iriola likes to play the game. But what he does offer, Kiefer Moore, is, is he offers a, another option, doesn't he? Something different for... For Palace to think about, so it's it's horses for courses, and when 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 needed, you you can call upon that. I I don't think that he is uh he is a, he is an understudy even to Dom really. I think if Dom was to get injured, is he the man that you would call upon week on week out to fill that void and fill Dom's boots? Probably not, but he does offer us a plan B. Um, he is he is a, he's very much for me a, a squad player. And like you rightly say, Kurt, if you if you want me to lavish praise and respect on Kiefer Moore, the, the the biggest compliment I can give him is that he's remained thoroughly professional. He's been out of the team a long time. He's obviously been in the background, uh, away from the spotlight, not getting minutes, not getting game time. Um, and he's kept plugging away. He's kept professional. He's kept training hard. Obviously, he's kept himself fit. Um, he's kept himself in the manager's mind um, so that when called upon, when selected, he is ready to do a job. And last night we saw that, albeit for a bit of a, a cameo appearance late on. But he does what we would ask him to do. And that's that's come on and put the game to bed, basically. He's, he's a thorn in the side for the Palace defenders and was from the first second he come on. And he's in, he's in the right spot to put the ball in the back of the net with his head, which is which is a classic sort of key for more goal, if you like. And that the ball was put on a plate for him by, by Billing. So that's the respect and the praise that I'll, I'll give you for Kiefer Moore. The fact that he's he's stuck with it. He's, he's respected the fact that he's 
you know, he, he's not always going to be a part of this 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 team, this this jigsaw. He's got his his limitations at this level. There's been a lot of noise about him leaving the club and going back to his former club, Cardiff City. He could have been distracted by that. He could have downed tools, if you like. But he hasn't done that. He's 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 kept professional. He's he's obviously kept training hard. He's he's wanted to keep keep going in that regard. So nothing but admiration for Kiefer Moore in, in, in that respect, that he's um he, he's remained very professional and he he come up with the goods last night. And I'm sure he can, you know, if he if he stays with us beyond January, I'm sure he can continue to do that, albeit, you know, as a in in maybe more of a cameo role or a plan B role, whatever you want to call it. Um that that is the role that he, he will play in this team for me moving forward. So I did ask a question at the start of the stream because Marcos Sanessi got his first goal of the season. But I did ask who was the last defender to score for AFC Bournemouth in the Premier League. And if I've got my facts right, I've hopefully got the right answer. Guys in the stream here on the screen. Have you got it? There are a few guesses in the chat early on. I thought it was a trick question. I thought it was actually going to be Senesi again at Arsenal. But Arsenal, I, I, yeah, I've, I remember that. But I've thought of one. I thought of one. I think was after that. Go on. I, well, I think it's Mateus Vinia at Spurs. Yeah. Uh, did we? Did he not score at Chelsea at home? Oh, he scored a home game at Chelsea as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Vinia, yeah. It was Vinia who scored yeah. against Chelsea, was, as it? Steve says. Ben thought it was a trick question. Well, was it Kirkes at Brighton? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong end. Can I can give I'll you that? I'll tell you what, Vini would be bloody good under Iriola, wouldn't he, with that system as well? Yeah. yeah. yeah but, um, good fun. Yeah, Sineski did get goals against Arsenal and Newcastle last season, and it was good to see him get a goal last night. Right, let's look at the league table before we move on to our next opponents. And what you will see is it was a great night for the Cherries because not only that, we climbed the table in this good form, unbeaten in four, three wins in four. Nottingham Forest got absolutely battered at Fulham and we play them in a few weeks' time. So, guys, it's good, good form for us at the moment and we're climbing the table. I mean, I said 12th or 13th at the start of the season and that is definitely achievable right now. And like Matt says, we should be thinking about concentrating on that we need to get a few more points away from the relegation zone but as I said again in the watch along last night once we start to pull away and we're definitely clear of it we can start to enjoy it more embed more of what we're trying to do right now and really hit the ground running next season and maybe trying to achieve stuff that deserve is doing at Brighton because that's definitely the model that Bill Foley is trying to replicate on Saturday we will go back on the road Steve Hensman's going back on the road as we go to Old Trafford to take on Manchester United. Steve, they won 2-1 just last night. And interestingly, before we played Aston Villa and Crystal Palace, you said, I'm not sure, I think this is what you said, I'm not sure what we might get against Aston Villa and Crystal Palace. i tell you what I think will happen is we will get something at Old Trafford. You did fancy us. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> well, when I said that, they were in a bit of a disarray. And you say they just scraped through last night, but they, I think they should have absolutely peppered Chelsea from what I've seen a bit. They had so many chances. and um, But equally, so Chelsea had a few, um, which they would had chances, which they spurned. So, I mean, it gives us a lot of, I think it still gives us a lot of confidence going into the game. You know, we are the form team, let's not forget. You know that they they they're um the pressure's on them because if they lose to teams like you know say teams like us but in their eyes teams like us they 
you know, it's massive pressure and they'll get scrutinised to the nth degree about what's going on from top to bottom in their club. And so there's no pressure on us. I'm not saying it's a free hit because I still think, I don't think they're in the levels of a city, for example, or maybe a Liverpool, but they're definitely there to be got at. And, you know, why not? Um, let's, let's, let's get another monkey off our back while we're here and, and, and get a win at Old Trafford on the weekend. I think I deserve it for the amount of miles I've put in this week. You definitely deserve it. I was thinking today, I think AFC Bournemouth should do like an AFC Bournemouth like miles scheme, like air yeah, miles. That would be really so. good. <laughs> I wouldn't get your hopes up. I wouldn't get your hopes up, Steve, but that would no. be really good. But as you look at Manchester United's form for the season, those games that were on the screen a minute ago, Aaron, what's interesting for me is they haven't drawn a game yet. And there's people in the chat watching us live now. We might ask them for their score prediction in about 10 minutes' time. They haven't drawn yet in the Premier League. But you are hearing that some of the media have been shut out of Carrington and Old Trafford. They're not allowed in because they're upsetting Eric Ten Hag. We're hearing that some of the players have checked out and not particularly interested. Rashford was on the bench last night. McTominay's doing well. But I think you go get at Manchester United. I think there's a real chance here. And I actually think them winning last night does us a favour because the fans will put the pressure on now. Bournemouth's coming to town. We should beat Bournemouth. Just turn up. Yeah, I, I'm in two minds about this one. There's a, there's a part of me is like that Man United. Everyone's rubbish. How rubbish them their form this season. That they are, they are th- three points behind Man City now, and uh, you know they're, they're they're kind of their form recently and results wise haven't been so bad. Um, they've had a couple of defeats, but I think Old Trafford, the crowd get up for it. Then you know they're, they're still a force you reckon with the likes of Rashford. I presume they'll rotate Rashford, Martial. Um, didn't play last night, so they'll they'll have some fresh legs. Um, and my worry for us is, obviously, we we can rotate. We've got obviously a, a strong bench, but will that will that then affect us? And how will that affect us? Because you know, two and a half days between a match, which is pretty much what it's going to be, um, to go again, you know, on 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 a big pitch at Old Trafford and in, in that kind of atmosphere. I think if we had a week between games, I'd, I'd fancy us a lot more. Um, my worry is that this just might be. One game at the end of the run too far, and I don't want to be too negative, but, um, you know, and, and that's the thing. The results recently have, have put, taken all the pressure off us, and if we if we to lose, we lose, as long as we you know, try and give it a go. But I hope I'm wrong. I just feel that this could be, as I said, one game too far, and we need a bit of a breather, and we could come unstuck against Manchester United. But having said that, you never know. Uh, if the energy is still there, there might be a one or two rotations. Tab obviously will be fresh, but... You know, we can't, as I said, we can't really afford to change any of the defence. We can't really afford to change Cook or Christie at the moment. You know, Semenyo, Tavernier, Cliver, two of them are going to have to play. So, yeah, Dom obviously has to play. So, I, I, I hope we're not too leggy and hope we give it another go. My worry is a quick turnaround between games, a lot of travelling. So, we'll see. But um, it's a good time. It's a good time to play them. We're obviously in a rich vein of form. So, Adrenaline and confidence can do the world world of good. So, as I said, I can see anything happening on, on Saturday, one way or the other. Yeah, because, Matt, they didn't put away Luton. You know, they just mm-hmm. got over the line there. They left it very late against Brentford. I mean, first goal in this game feels massive to me. That's straight out of Michael Owen's famous comments. But, but first goal in this game, and that unsettles the atmosphere, unsettles them. I don't think there will be as far from it. And I just think get at them. Where the game was different last night, we did a job on Crystal Palace because they did not have Eze. They relied so much on Elise. Go get at them. Create a mistake from Maguire. The goalkeeper's dodgy. Get an early goal. Have some fun. 
even if we lose, because I said this last week, we're not going to win every game. We're not going to win Premier Leagues. We're not going to get to Champions League. So we are going to lose plenty of football matches. It's how we lose them. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been grinding out results for me very unconvincingly at times. And what, Scott McTominay, their top scorer, and they were five goals. I mean, that, that says... That says it all, really. Um, that, those words will probably come back to bite me on Saturday. I expect Rashford will get a hat trick or something, Obviously. and that, that that could well that could well happen. As as Aaron said, I wouldn't be. And Steve, I mean, this is not a free hit, but the pressure's off us, isn't it? I'm, I'm not expecting us to go to Old yeah. Trafford and, and and get a result, and it wouldn't surprise me if um, we lost a football match. But at the same time, confidence, confidence, and momentum when you're flying, uh, and you talk about resting players, but. I mean, I always use the analogy. I'm, I'm a salesperson, right? I work in field sales out on the road. And when I'm selling, I can't get enough of appointments. I want to be going on the next one. I want four or five appointments today because when I'm selling, confidence is high. I'm buzzing on to the next one. On to, when I'm when I'm not selling, I don't want to get out of bed in the morning because I'm I'm done. And at the moment, we are selling, aren't we? We're confidence we is high. Bellboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a similar analogy, Steve. We call him the white van man, don't we, Matt? Yeah, but it's a similar analogy. They're, we're no, selling at the moment, aren't we? We're confidence is high, momentum's high. So as a player, you want to get back straight back out on that football pitch. And what what better place to do it than to showcase your your, your talents and your confidence and that momentum than Old Trafford? So I think at the moment, every single player will be chomping at the bit and banging on Iriola's door to get out on that pitch on Saturday. And when things are going for you, that that's that's what you want. And, and it, it's such a massive thing in football. So. The other side of it is I wouldn't be surprised if we go to Old Trafford on, on Saturday and cause some real problems and come away with, with some sort of result, which would be would be magnificent. So I'm with Aaron. I think it could go either way. I think anything could happen on, on Saturday. No result really would, would surprise me. But as long as we go there, give it our all, and, and as you say, Kurt, take the game to them and just give it a real go, because I think we have got an opportunity. I said earlier in the show, I look at their 11 their potential starting eleven. I look at ours and I think, "What? I fancy us. I fancy mm. us to cause some problems." I don't. I don't. It doesn't scare me. You know, they're not the Man United of old. They, they, a bit like Everton these days. You look at them and you think, I'm "Not scared of you." You know, you might have been a big club once, but at the moment, you're nothing really. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's that's not said derogatory. I'm, I'm sure Man mm. United fans are aware of this. You know, they, they teams don't go to Old Trafford anymore. Feel like they did in the Alex Ferguson days, thinking, "Oh shit, what are we what are we going to keep the score down to this week?" Because look at what they've got. Look at you know we're we're struggling. You don't go with that mindset anymore, do you? And there's no reason for us, that, you know, what the the place that we're at at the moment, to go there with that mindset. So let's go there and and, and have a crack and see what we can do. Okay, so I'm going to give each Aaron, Steve, and Matt one minute just to review my predicted lineup. For Saturday. This is what I think Andoni Iriola will do. This is interesting now, isn't it? Because Sinistera did play well from the start. So what does he do? Because you know my favourite winger is Marcus Tavernier. Right, this is what I've gone for, guys. This is what I've gone for. I'm going to show it on the screen. Get involved in the chat if you disagree. Do let us know. I'm going to show it on the screen. This is what I've gone for. For Saturday, I've gone for Neto. Adam Smith, haven't got a choice, and he's playing fantastic. Sabani, Sanessi, Kirkes, Christie, Kirk. Tavernier, Semenya actually to tuck inside, maybe, Sinistera and Dom Solanke. So that does mean that Philip Billings way down on the pecking order and even Kluivert misses out. And I know he buzzes around. And I know he had a few opportunities last night, Steve, where he got forward. I just want Tavernier in this team, especially at Old Trafford, especially to back up the fullback 
I think Sinistera and Kirkes linked up quite well last night, in my opinion. I worried about Sinistera off the ball, whether he did the work rate, but I think he proved last night that he does. I feel bad for Clivert, but I wouldn't be surprised if I see something like this. And what you get with that three behind Don Solanke is they can all change and play each other's positions. It might not be this, but that's what I've gone for, Steve. Yeah, I think you still get that with Clivert in there, the fact that they can interchange. I must have been watching a different game last night because I thought for for 10, 15 minutes, Sinistera was pretty good. And then I thought he kind of drifted out of the game a little bit. And I didn't really think he really grabbed the shirt for me. So I would probably not start him there. I would probably go with Semenyo, to be honest. Um, Semenyo and Tavernier, that is, and, 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 and Clivert still. I think I'm, I'm a bit with... Matt, in this respect, that I, you know, don't change a, a winning team. Mm. I mean, mm. unless unless there's a reason behind it, and there's there's it's a forced change, which um, I'm not aware that there is any knocks after last night or any injuries that got picked up. But I mean, equally, I'd be happy with that. I mean, it's it's definitely. A, I mean, that's that's some true pace in there, isn't it? Mm. Pace and power, and um, that would that would frighten a lot of back fours, definitely. So I'm. Not averse to it, but I think he'll revert to type like he did. He has done, and then um, with Semenyo one side, Tavernier the other side, and Clivert in the middle. Yeah, I'm not going to wholly challenge Steve on that, Aaron. But Sinistera got an assist last night. I think Kirk has looked comfortable. Steve might be right. If I went back to watch it, you're trying to do a watch along, but I felt Sinistera did some good stuff. He had that miscontrol really early on inside a minute, and he thought, oh, you know, don't. Sorry, can don't I just pick up on that? Can I ask? Because you watched that on the TV, didn't you? Mm. Should, should he have hit that first time? I think it was poor, but I let him off because it was the first minute of the game. But I thought it was poor. I think there was a really good opportunity to get an early shot away. No, but was it the right thing to take the touch or was, should he have had a shot? If he'd have taken a better touch, it might yeah. have been the right decision. <laughs> That's but, what I mean. Uh, it was a really good positive position. Joel Ward didn't see it, did he? He, he no. was asleep early on and um, really good opportunity. But since they're linked up with Sanessi for the assist and he gives yeah. you an aerial threat, weirdly, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, he does. He really does leap. He did it against Newcastle as well, didn't he, for the second goal? Um, I think um, I thought he did all right. I, I get what Steve's saying. He, you know, he drifts in and out a bit. I thought his work rate was excellent. Actually, his tracking back was good. Um, you know, he gets you off your seat. I just, I just think I don't want him to be labelled as not fair on him to be labelled as an impact sub, but he's been an incredible impact sub, right? And not just yeah. like for five, ten minutes. Good, good half an hour of an impact sub coming on at sixty minutes and. That pace he brings a trickery, you know, against Sheffield United, you know, left three people on the floor with some of his, you know, it was just brilliant to watch. Um, so I think I would agree with Steve. I'm, but Tav definitely comes back in for me because Iriola kind of said he was he was rested a bit, much. To, he probably didn't want to be rested, but we know what Tav's hamstring can be like, so it was probably sensible. So he had a rest last night. Um, I think Semenyo does start if he's fit, um, and I think Clive probably does start again for me, um, unless. He's maybe needs a bit of a rest as well. I don't want him to get injured, but we've got a week after this to the next game. So I think he'll revert to tight. Tav, does Tav come in for, Sin for, for Sinistera? But as Steve says, for me, any three of those four start, starting, I want to see. And again, it goes back to, I, I, I don't, I don't know what, you know, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't want to see Billing starting at the moment. I want to see three of those four starting. Um, and I do feel for Brooks as well. Someone gave a mention, I mean, who was, gave a mention earlier on. 
I, yeah, I'm not sure where he's going to fit in at the moment. You but, might um, just see uh, uh, now that a bit of rotation start to come into his, and, and not saying wholesale possibly. rotation, but sort of you say about those four, and you'd be happy with three of the four. You could just like we saw Tav come out. It might be somebody else's turn next game, sort of thing, and just rotate it like that, just so they get a bit of a breather. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, but you know, yeah, but that's, there's that option. But also Dango. I mean, I know he's had his. He's had his critics this season, but people forget, you know, he is very quick. He's very strong. He's, he had some brilliant moments last season, you know, uh, obviously Spurs. And, and and he was, what you know, a lot of us, we were relying on him last season a lot on that right-hand side. He was he was uh, lots of assists. Um, so, you know, if he can get his confidence back, we forget what handful he is. And, I, I you know, I, as Steve said, I kind of left him out. I kind of talked about the four. And he he's definitely part of the five, really, who's in that kind of, favoured quick strong winger position so maybe he's he can do he could do a go stretch his legs on our old Trafford pitch and give him a go so yeah I, I but that, that could definitely happen I think you know Dango could start Clivert could start or um whoever doesn't start two of them will come off the bench anyway so um so yeah I, I'm happy with that and I think Cookings Christie have to well they, they deserve to keep their places and I don't think we've got a choice really unless you bring Rothwell in but assuming they're okay then the rest of the team picks itself yeah, Matt, we're getting closer to those score predictions for Saturday. Ben does say, agree with Aaron. I'd always prefer the pure pace to be the one coming on late on against tired legs. So it's going to be interesting. I'm not worried about Andoni Iriola making brave decisions, Matt. He'll do it. And he might even have a slight eye on three games after Manchester United in Luton, Forest and Fulham. And there's definitely Premier League points there. Oh yeah, they're they're the ones I've had my eye on those for a lot for quite a while. To be honest, they're they're the ones that we we need to be taking uh, a lot of lot of points from really if we if we've got ambitions to finish higher up the league than we are. Um, regarding lineup, I wouldn't dis. I I think it's probably between Sinistera and Cliver personally um, for the uh, Sinistera in the ten. It could play in the ten, but why? I I probably wouldn't. I'd probably go Cliver Tavernier, and I wouldn't put. I wouldn't takes uh, Semenyo off the wing at the moment. I think he's such a, a handful, mm-hmm. such a menace on the wing that I, I would probably I would probably stick with that. And you've got pace to come on, like, like the lads have said, uh, with Sinistera and Watara later on in the game. So that's probably the way I, I would play it. Um, like I say, I think they'll all be chomping on the, at the bit to uh, to get in the team, aren't they? including including Cliver. I don't think tiredness is an issue at the moment. It shouldn't be. Um, at the moment with the momentum we've got. But those three games afterwards, yeah, um, there is going to have to be some player management, um, particularly around the Christmas period. Games come thick and fast. Pitches get heavy. The weather pl- plays a bit of a part. It's a, a busy time of the year. So there will be times where Ariola has to, to, to mix it up a little bit. Um, my take, going back to the billing issue, is that I, you know, I might be totally wrong here. I just think that he's a bit of a... Uh, a, a negative influence behind the scenes. I don't know why I think, I just think he is. Um, you know, he's been taken out of the team. I just think he can be a bit of a, a sulker. He's a little bit controversial. Some of the things he puts on social media can perhaps be a little bit unprofessional at times. And, and I think, um, as the boys have said, he doesn't always suit the way Iriola wants to play. So we know what Phil Billing offers. He offers something very, very different. And there's there's a there's a, there's a a place for him in this squad, as there is a lot of these players. And it is a squad game. In these days in the Premier League, isn't it? But at the moment, yeah, he, he's certainly not—he's uh, certainly not a, a starter for me. Albeit he played a, a big part and, and a cameo role in what he did on, the, on uh, last night. So um, yeah. yeah, that's that's my take on that. Apart from that, yeah, we haven't got a lot of choice. We can't really change things up too much further further back, can we? And 
really we wouldn't want to unless we uh, unless we had to. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But three big games coming up over the Christmas period leading up to Tottenham away. And well, I think we've got to be looking to take seven points from nine from those three and see what we can get on Saturday as well. Yep, but Phil Billing is on a long contract, so we haven't got to worry about that, but we do need to manage it. Do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do help us get to 1,900 subscribers. Smash the like on this video. If you're a monthly member or you've supported the channel at any point in our journey, thank you very much. You can become a member or donate at buymeacoffee.com slash cherriesredarmy. We are live on YouTube and Twitter. Thank you to listening. For, to our podcast if you've listened to us on that platform but right now is your opportunity one minute warning for your score prediction at Old Trafford on Saturday between Manchester United and AFC Bournemouth go for it put those score predictions in the chat and as you do that I will let you know what's coming up on the channel. So we'll have Cherries in Focus, episode 22, reacting to that game at Old Trafford, likely to be on Monday night live at 8pm as normal, because sometimes we do move it, but it'll be back to Monday night. If you're not going to the game, or you can't go to the game, you can catch John on YouTube at 2.40pm on Saturday for a watch-along. Thank you for getting behind the watch-along of late. It's been a great couple of videos continuing the journey on Cherry's Red Army. So join John Spark for that. Have some fun and hopefully it'll be a good Bournemouth performance. Score predictions going in the chat then, guys. Who should I go to first? In format, 13 points from a possible 18. Are we going to get another Premier League point on Saturday? What's your score prediction at Old Trafford? I'm never going to predict us to, to get beat as a Bournemouth fan. Never going to do that. I, I actually think the I think I can't remember who said it earlier. It might have been Aaron. Best thing that could have happened for us on Wednesday night is Man United beating Chelsea 2-1 because I just feel that uh, just gives them a lulls them into a false sense of security really with that result, uh, and they'll be fully expecting on Saturday to uh, turn up and do the business against us. No worries whatsoever. And I just feel that we can really go there and cause some big problems. I think the, the place that we're in at the moment, the quality that we've got, the momentum we've got, the confidence that we've got, every all the tools we've got at our disposal, I think we can go there causing problems. So I'm going to actually go for a 2-1 Bournemouth victory at Ooh. Old Trafford, which would be, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first time we've ever won at Old Trafford. Uh, I think Steve said earlier, let's get that monkey off our back because we, we're, we're ticking all these boxes going along. I think it's only Man City now that we haven't beat in the Premier League. It's quite a few boxes to yep. tick still away from home. Why not on Saturday? Why not? Let's go, let's go there with a positive attitude yep. and a 2-1 victory. They're not firing on all cylinders. I think the first goal will be crucial. I think if we can score first, um, that will be crucial because that will get the fans restless on their backs. They'll, they'll get a bit edgy. We, we've all seen how their, their players can respond. They're not always up for the fight, Man United, are they? They haven't always got the character within that team to to respond to adversity when things are not going their way. So if we can score the first goal and manage the game and, and cause them problems on the break, I think it's there for us. I think I'm going to go go positive and go for a 2-1 victory. Dom Solanke on the score sheet uh, and Sinistera to get one as well. Nice. Callum's agreeing with you as well, Matt. United are so inconsistent. We need to ride this wave up the chairs. 
Steve, what's yeah. your score prediction? Because I think our best performance there was the Andrew Sermon sending off, Tyre Mings. Battle of Old Trafford. Uh, yeah. Uh, at Arthur yeah, Boric, all, penalty save. Was Josh yeah. King penalty as well? I think Boric, it was yeah. Yeah. Boric yeah. saved. That was so, Tyrone Mings' stamp, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we have beaten them twice, I think, at Dean Court. But that was our best performance. So what's your score prediction this Saturday? I think there'll be goals. I think we are looking good for a for one or not uh, or maybe two per game at the moment so the amount of shots we're having it's inevitable i think we'll score you know can't wait for it to be a nil nil now but in reality <laughs> I think, take that yeah well i still would take that yeah i just think there'll be goals i think they've they've hit a little bit of um something of late they 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 are sort of like aaron said they're sort of creeping under the radar a little bit with their form and they're sort of they don't look great, but they're they're getting wins, and I mean they could have had a load of goals last last night against Chelsea. So I'm going to go for a Desmond. I'm going to go for a two-two. Um, yeah, which I, I mean, like I said before, any away point is a is a great away point in the Premier League, and especially at United. Interesting, because Mark's gone for that as well, and United haven't drawn any games in the Premier League this season. I got the score prediction right against Aston Villa. I got the score prediction right at Bramall Lane. I did Me predict too. us to beat Palace. Yes, you did. I did predict us to beat Palace, but I went for 2-1. I still got the overall result in. And I'm also agreeing with Steve and Mark and going for 2-2. I think it'll be a 2-2. Andrew's life blog, Aaron, saying 3-2 to the Cherries, hopefully. Ben's going for a 1-0 loss, but he hopes he's wrong. Chris is going for a 2-1 to Bournemouth. Nick Osborne is Sinistera to score 1-1. Alan's also joining me and Steve for 2-2. Sammy's going for the famous Cherries Red Army 3-1. Mark Singleton's going for another Neto clean sheet 1-0. A Fed and 14's going for an absolute belting 3-3. Gladstone's going 2. Cameron's going for 3-2. Aaron, good times, right? We'll see what happens on Saturday. What's your score prediction? I'm going to agree with you and Steve. I think 2-2. I think I I don't I can see it. I can see us winning, but I think it's going to be tough. I don't want to predict we're going to lose the game. Um, so I think 2-2. I think that'll be a great point following up Palace, uh, you know, three points at Palace. So, yeah, 2-2. There'll be goals in it. Um, can we take our chances? Because we got, we will get them. And can we be clinical? Um, and look, if we defend like we have done in recent games, then uh, then we could hopefully shut them out as, as best we can. But, yeah, 2-2 draw, and uh, that'd be great. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's been a really good stream. It's a really good moment. Really enjoying the latest episodes we're doing. Have a good rest of the week. I'm sure you'll be catching up with the cherries and let's hope we get a positive performance up north. Yeah, thank you for having me on and uh, safe travels to all of you going up there and Steve and bring home the points and the see you soon. Thank you again for joining us on another episode. Do have a safe journey up north. Do take Matt's scoreline. We'll take your one as well, but we hope you have a great day out and we've got every chance to upset the odds. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, um, like I say, we're a form team at the moment. So, you know, why not? Like Callum said, let's ride this wave. I'd love us to get a win. Obviously I would, you know, I've done so much traveling of late. I'm pretty much going to sleep, I think between now and the game, but, um, yeah, we'll, um, I, I still think it's going to be a, a, a draw, but I think it'd be entertaining as I think most games will be under Iriola. So, even if it's it's another case of the sort of the, the way we felt after Villa, you know, I'll be happy with that. And if any, like again, if anyone's going up there, 
um, come and say hello if you're up there. Be happy to have a chat with you, sort of talk talk the cherries. And um, yeah, see you on the next episode. I know I say every game, but Steve does have an open tab. Don't miss it because Matt, thank you for joining <laughs> us on this latest episode, your final summary of episode 21. Great opportunity for more Premier League points. Yeah, I, I can confirm Steve doesn't have an open tab. I've never seen it anyway. I'm still, I'm still waiting. But then we still need to have that pint, Steve, don't we? We keep, yeah. we keep saying it, me and you. My, we my kids do. take all my money. I, don't, I haven't got any. I don't yeah. have any. <laughs> yeah. uh, pleasure to be on, boys. Really enjoyed it again. Pleasure to be following AFC Bournemouth at the moment. These are these are halcyon days, aren't they? These these are heady times for our, our great club. So let's, let's enjoy every minute. Let's milk it. Let's uh, let's breathe it in because it's we've never had it so good, have we? Well, seldom have we had it so good. Eddie Howe um, would would, uh, would say otherwise, of course he would. But uh, mm-hmm. I think we we could get we get into the realms of Eddie. I think that could be that could be coming again. The sort of uh, times that we enjoyed under Eddie Howe, you can see remnants of this. You can see the green shoots, and you, you can see uh, you know the potential of what could happen in the future. So really exciting times. Thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody that watches, subscribes, uh, the monthly members, all of that. Brilliant stuff. Um, safe journey to everybody travelling on Saturday. And uh, let's uh, let's get another positive result up the cherries. Thank you for all the lovely comments this evening. I'm right at the end here. And we've also got one final comment from AFC Bournemouth Germany. Five pounds that we will get a penalty. No you chance. Sure? You sure? <laughs> Right, that's episode 21. Join us back here on Monday night for episode 22. Bournemouth are banging form with a really good opportunity to get more Premier League points at the weekend. Iriola's Bar Miami. Hold on, put the seatbelt on. Definitely Steve put the seatbelt on as he drives up to North. And let's see what we can do at the weekend. Look after yourself the rest of the week. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you on the next one. Up the cherries. Up the cherries. Up the cherries.